Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. And by the Committee of 100 for the Ozark Folk Center, preserving Ozark folk culture since 1974 through music roots, craft apprenticeships, and the Heritage Herb Garden. Learn more at OFC100.org. Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. On this week's show, we'll feature traditional Irish musician, composer, and multi-instrumentalist Seamus Egan, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. Our producer, Jeff Glover, offers an archival recording of Ozark originals Bob and Melissa Atchison, and folk musician Aubrey Atwater explores shape note singing. That's this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. It's hard to think of an artist in traditional Irish music more influential than Seamus Egan. From his beginnings as a teen prodigy, to his groundbreaking solo work with Sinatchi Records, to his founding of Irish-American powerhouse band Solas, his current work as one of the leading composers and interpreters of the tradition, Egan has inspired multiple generations of musicians and helped define the sound of Irish music today. Here are some traditional and original tunes recorded live on our stage in Mountain View, Arkansas.
I was born in Philadelphia, um, and then um, my family moved uh, back to Ireland. My father uh, had come from Ireland in the, I guess, in the 60s, and, um, or actually before that, um, probably in the late 50s. And uh, so shortly after I was born, the family, he moved the family back to Ireland. Um, so I grew up from the age of like two and a half, three, until I was about 12 uh, on the west coast of Ireland in a place called uh, Foxford, which was a small village in a place called County Mayo. Tiny little place that you'd have no reason to be there unless, unless you were interested in, in woolen mills. There was a famous... Um, woolen mills there that was run by the, the local convent. The nuns ran it um, and had been there forever. Most of my sort of formative memories um, would have certainly be of growing up in Ireland.
Thank you. I don't really remember not being around music, being around Irish music. Um, my parents didn't play, but my um, my I had a, my grandmother played. Um, she but she'd passed away before we like, had started playing. Um, and um, but my father had made reel to reel recordings of her, so he he always played those around the house, and there was always music being played in the house, but it was like traditional music, um, and of course the Clancy Brothers. <laughs> uh, so it was like the Clancy Brothers and a whole bunch of traditional music and for the longest time that was I mean I would hear music on the radio but it seemed like it like in my sort of very you know young mind like music was the Irish music I, it was some, somehow that had gotten locked into my brain as that's there was all this other stuff but what I was kind of interested in seemed to be just Irish because it's just all I kind of remembered like that was it was like air
Irish powerhouse Seamus Egan. Seamus began that set with a medley of traditional Irish tunes. Those were followed by a couple of his original tunes, Welcome to Orwell and Girls on the Line. We've got plenty more music from Seamus on this week's show, but after this break, come with me down to the vault for a visit with my friend Jeff Glover. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Well, I told you I was going to head down to the vault, and I think that's the time to do it right now. i got a question for Jeff Glover. Hey, Jeff. Well, hello, Dave. How are you today? Well, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. Another beautiful day in paradise. Well, it is, although I, we need windows in this place. <laughs> it could use a few windows. Yes. Yeah, but it is a beautiful day. Hey, uh, um, I've been thinking about some old friends of mine who lived here back in the 19, late 70s and 80s, um, Bob and Melissa Atchison. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've run across some recordings of Bob yeah, and yeah, Melissa Atchison. I've just been thinking about them a lot lately. Have you got any of their stuff here? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just looking at one. It's right over here. Let me grab it. It's uh, Yeah, yeah, here we go. Uh, it says they're doing a tune called Miss Miranda. Miss Miranda, huh. I've never heard it. Have you heard it? I can't recall it, but if I listen to it, it might come back to me. Let's throw it on. Okay. When but a boy at evening time, I'd always listen in. When Miss Miranda called the cows, my fun then sure began. She called the cows by their Tromping up the hill With a vim she called the cow Sir Quiet Face, Sir Quiet Face I can almost hear her now Sir Quiet Face, Sir Quiet Face She kept calling, calling, come Tell the cows we're all at home Sir Quiet Face, Sir Quiet Face Sir, Sir, Sir this last one's the best part if I can remember Her front teeth finally all fell out And then she lost her voice She could not even call the cows The neighbors all rejoiced But when my dad discovered that she could not call the cows she made a set of wooden teeth and he put 
white face, sook white face. I can almost hear her now. Sook white face, sook white face. He kept calling, calling, come tell the cows are all at home. Sook white face, sook white face, sook, sook, sook. Thank you. Y'all did real good. Well, that's a great song, but I've got to say, I don't think I've ever heard that song. Really? I was here a lot when Bob and Melissa were performing here, but I, I guess I missed that when they did that one. It's a neat song. It is a neat song, and it kind of provides an instructional as to how, how to call your cows. Well, you know, it's funny because that's how I call my cows. I don't, uh, they, my cows do have names, I have to admit, and I do call Sook. And if I do that, let me tell you, they come running. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know if I ever yeah. need to call your cows. Yeah. And it's nice to hear Bob and Melissa. What great folks. Uh, Bob worked for the Arkansas Forestry Commission. He was a forester here. Um, Melissa and he and he both were just terrific musicians. Uh, on that recording we just heard, I'm sure that was Bob playing the clawhammer banjo and Melissa playing guitar. Bob was also a terrific fiddler and still is a great fiddle player. Uh, in fact, he's a former winner of the Arkansas State Fiddle Championship. Wow, fantastic. Well, that I did not know that. Yep, and they come back here every year from their home in Manhattan, Kansas, to uh, help us out playing for the Arkansas Folk Festival in April. Well, I'll be darned. Bob and Melissa Atchison doing Miss Miranda. Wonderful folks. Thank you so much for playing that. My pleasure. All right, see ya. See you, Dave. Let's get back to some more music from our featured artist, Seamus Egan. As a multi-instrumentalist, he's put his mark on the sound of the Irish flute, tenor banjo, guitar, mandolin, Tin Whistle, and Low Whistle, among others. As a composer, he was behind the soundtrack for the award-winning film The Brothers of McMullen, co-wrote Sarah McLaughlin's breakout hit Weep Not for the Memories, and has scored numerous documentaries and indie films. Here are three more original tunes from Seamus Egan.
Yeah, I mean, so much of, you know, what I guess we think of when we think of you know, old-time music and, you know, fiddle tunes and whatnot, like, that, that come from Appalachia and, and here in the Ozarks. Like you said, I mean, that was brought over by by Irish and, 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 and Scottish settlers. And, you know, it's the same blood. There's an awful lot of this tune that came from either Ireland or Scotland or Scotland, and it's played here as a traditional American, you know, fiddle tune. But it, it's not exactly the same. No. Like, it kind of became its own thing. So, like, when, you know, the fo- those folks ended up in these areas and then, you know, kind of they were isolated and it just became its own own thing and mixed in with other things as well. So, like, the sort of DNA is there, mm-hmm. but it kind of, you know, it's got different eye color. It's got different, you know what I mean? It's That's sort a good of way like, of putting it. Yeah. It, it, it became its own its own thing, but the, 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 there is certainly a shared, a shared DNA.
there's there's one that we played this afternoon and we'll probably play again um, called Bebump Balance um, which is a, sort of a I'm not really sure in my mind the origins of it but I, when I wrote it it was definitely to be something that was kind of fast and and sort of maybe an attempt at being sort of intricate and uh, and I and I always thought that the bazooki on that was was going to be really really good um and because Owen is really wonderful at playing counter lines and you know and playing them like in that style on the bazooki with something that's fast and it sounds really cool and um so Owen is really 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 good at doing that and so it and it yeah so I enjoy I enjoy like when he hits a, a really lovely counter line it's kind of a little bit of magic like no one else knows what's going on but I'm like oh that was cool that was great
Irish singer and composer Seamus Egan, playing some tunes he wrote, Rory Bumblers, The Apra City Waltz, and The Bee Bump Bounce. Let's take another short break. When we return in a minute, be prepared for a visit from our old friend Aubrey Atwater. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Here's Aubrey Atwater. Do, 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 Slave should lie, as lies his master at his ease, beneath a silken canopy, or in the shade of blooming trees. We ask not I for I that all, who forge the chain and ply the should feel their torture while the thrall should wield the scourge of mastership. We mourn not that the man should toil. Tis nature's need, tis God's decree. But let the hand that tills the soil be like the wind that fans it free. I love the abolitionist's hymn. The lyrics, known as the Prayer of the Abolitionist, were written by poet, Unitarian minister, lawyer, merchant, and teacher John Pierpont in 1842. During the 19th century American abolitionist movement, special texts for gatherings were written to inspire clarify mission, and energize, often sung to tunes like this familiar church melody, Old Hundredth, attributed to the mid-16th century Huguenot composer, Loy Bourgeois. The rendition you just heard was sung by Boonville, Missouri musicians Kathy Barton and Dave Para, two of the great multi-instrumentalists, scholars, and singers in American folk music. The song, sung in four parts with Bob Dyer and Lisa Redfern, appears on their 1995 album of Civil War songs, Johnny Whistletrigger. 
I've heard shape notes singing for decades at festivals, folk music camps, and community gatherings. In this old form of a cappella choral singing, people face each other in a hollow square, singing four parts, treble, counter, tenor, and bass, with the center standing leader's forearm and hand moving up and down to keep time. At the beginning of each piece, solfege, as in do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, syllables, which you just heard, are attached to certain scale degrees and sung to learn the melody before singing the lyrics. There's also a four-shape system, by the way, referred to as fa, sol, la. Note shapes, such as diamonds and triangles, replace standard oval note heads. So, the singer links a degree of the scale, a shape, and a syllable. The root note, do, or fa with the four-note system, is movable, which means the song can start in any key or pitch the group desires. The shape system was created to aid singers who could not read music and was conceived in 1801 in the United States, becoming popular in American singing schools, musical conventions, and all-day singing gatherings. The abolitionist's hymn comes from the 1867 book New Harp of Columbia, one of many early shape note books, which contains hymns and anthems still sung to this day. These collections were not necessarily intended for church use, but provided instruction and a repertoire of tunes to be matched to texts of individual denominations. Other books that continue to be used include The Sacred Harp, The Southern Harmony, and The Christian Harmony. In more recent decades, this style of singing has attracted folk music enthusiasts spreading to festivals and singing gatherings throughout the United States, Canada, and Europe. There is something so beautiful about how the abolitionist's hymn is delivered with its expert, matter-of-fact shape note singing style, the ancient yet frequently used melody, and the heartbreaking and forever relevant lyrics, even if they are a bit archaically patriarchal. All that being said, it's so short and lovely. Let's listen again. Oh, and special thanks to University of Kentucky Emeritus Professor and Shape Note Singer Extraordinaire, Ron Penn, for helping me with this segment. Do, do, so, do, do, so, do, so, do, so, do, 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 so, do, 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 so, We ask not that the slave should lie As lies his master at his ease Beneath a silken canopy Or in the shade of blooming trees We ask not I for I that all who forged the chain and ply the whip should feel their torture while the thrall should wield the scourge of mastership. We mourn not that the man should toil. Tis nature's need, tis God's decree. But let the hand that 
tills the soil. Be like the wind that fans it free. Thanks, Aubrey. Let's finish out this week's show with a couple more songs by Seamus Egan. Seamus was joined in this performance by guitar, mandolin, banjo player Owen Marshall. With the musical traditions of Quebec and Nova Scotia just over the border from his home in Vermont and the strong Irish musical scene of Boston to the south, Owen was immersed in the sounds of Celtic music from an early age. Here he accompanies Seamus on a couple more of Seamus's originals.
I, yeah, I think I met Owen in around 2017. Um, I had been in, in a band called Solace for many years. And about 2017, we decided that it was time for a bit of a, a break. I sort of knew of Owen, but then when I was thinking about, you know, working up some new some new stuff, I, I got in touch with them. And so we got together a couple of times and it, it felt comfortable. And for me, it felt like it was a different sort of color to, to what I was working on. You know, and being in a band for so long, you sort of, you fall into a way of doing things. I get you it. You know, it was to have a, you know, a bit of a break from that and also then to try and make a, a circumstance that there was just creatively a bit more of seat of the pants kind of. Because you hear it so different, like there's suddenly, like particularly if you're going from a larger to a smaller, there's all this space now that you you know, yeah. you can, that you can play with, you know, because someone else was playing in it before. Right. You're like, oh, okay, I, I can I can go there. That's right. So it's, yeah, it's fun.
Thank you very, very much. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Thank you. Seamus Egan, accompanied by Owen Marshall, playing Everything Always Was and Under Cassiopeia. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ozark Highlands Radio. This is your host, Dave Smith. I'll see you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.